Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 7th. It is five minutes after 11, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we are glad you're here today. So the hottest ticket in town for advertisers is officially sold out. We're talking about in-game ads for the Super Bowl. They have been sold out. Of course, the game is on Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so Super Bowl is advertising's biggest stage, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to be in it. And the, and the game is on Fox mm-hmm. this year. Yes. So uh, I, I was amazed at how much people are willing to pay for a 30-second ad because I think about it like rate of return, and I realize that if you are a mega corporation, you're not saying, hey, I've got to sell, and we'll give the price here in a second, X amount of widgets to pay for this ad. Mm-hmm. If you're Anheuser-Busch, if you're M&Ms, if you're Coca-Cola, if you're whoever, you don't look at it like that. But to the normal person who owns a small business or whatever, like you know, people who advertise on this radio station for the most part, they're small business owners. We do have some larger ones, but they recognize we advertise here because we know running an ad on here, we're going to sell X amount of whatever we do, which makes us more than the cost of the advertising, which is why we we do so well, because we have so many listeners. That is not how you buy a Super Bowl ad. No. The executive uh, vice president of Fox said that some of the ads went for more than $7 million. For 30 seconds. For a 30-second spot. Yeah, between 6 and $7 million. So you're right. I mean, sometimes locally, like on WIBC, if there were a car dealership advertising, they would say, okay, well, to pay for this month's advertising schedule, our run, we have to sell X amount of cars. That covers the cost. Of course, they want to return on the investment, so they want to actually sell more cars than what they've spent. But how many widgets do you have to sell to get your $7 million? Yeah, so, okay, so it's $233,333.33 per second, second is what you're spending. Now, I guess, and again, Casey, I, I you know, you've spent longer in the industry than, than I have. You've been in management, so you know this better than I would. But I would guess when you were doing an, you know, what you would call a buy, right, mm-hmm. an ad buy of this size, you are factoring in the following things. Number one, the amount of people who will actually see it, mm-hmm. and it's going to be over, I'm sure, again, a third of the country. It's a reasonably hot game, given that there's two well-known quarterbacks. It's the two best teams in each conference, the Eagles and the Chiefs. So this should be a pretty well-watched game, and people should watch throughout the game because it'll probably be a decent game, which is key. But... So you're not only thinking the 100 million plus eyeballs that are going to see the ad in the moment, but you're also thinking about, okay, the next day here on talk radio, mm-hmm. on television, mm-hmm. around the water cooler, not mm-hmm. that many people stand around a water cooler anymore. But so all of that factors into the price of the advertisement is not just the the people that will see it in the moment, but the earned media that you get after the program. Yeah, so it's not just the 30 seconds, so you have to consider, is it worth it? Well, there's nothing else like it, not even close. If you want the reach, if you want to reach people, uh, last year's Super Bowl had over 111 million people watching, so yeah, it's going to reach the people. But like you mentioned, there's the pre-talk before the game. Okay, who's going to be in it? We know that Anheuser-Busch is one of the biggest advertisers. They've got, they've got, yeah, they're, they've got three minutes worth of ads, mm-hmm. according to this uh, 
According to this article, which who did the article, by the way? I want to give them credit. Oh, AP did the article. Yeah. So according to AP, they've got three minutes worth of ads. So basically roughly $20 million they're spending to advertise in the Super Bowl. Yep. You've also got Doritos and M&Ms and movie studios and streaming services, car dealerships, tech companies. The one group, the one category that will be out this year is crypto companies. So, so this, that was a big one last year. None this year. Yeah. So think about that. And and apparently there were multiple ad buys, according to the Associated Press, with these various crypto companies in the works. Mm-hmm. And then after the FTX guy, they just scrapped everything and said, we're going to kind of just disappear for a while and hope people don't uh, don't remember so yeah you you also get the people chattering on social media afterwards not just face-to-face conversations but then it goes out to the world on the internet as well have you ever bought something because you saw it in a super bowl ad uh GoDaddy, actually really yes, yes. do you remember i don't know it's probably about 10 years ago. Yeah, Danica Patrick was yeah. the spokesperson. Go yes. Daddy, uh, because at the time I was looking at making a website. So, yeah. You I went, did? Okay. I, I went with Go Daddy because I had just recently seen the commercial. Kevin, have you ever bought something that you saw in a Super Bowl commercial? Um, I mean, I've bought Doritos before, but, but not probably because. not because You did that. not see the Doritos ad or the Lay's potato <laughs> chips ad or the Coca-Cola ad. No, I, yeah. think, I think Super Bowl ads are very overrated. Okay, but there's something, you know, the Doritos, yeah, Sometimes that's to promote a new product. Hey, were you even aware that this yeah, existed? Like the mm-hmm. Doritos Puffs, I think, came out mm-hmm. two, three years ago. Well, that's a new product that they're launching. But it's not just the audience and the reach and that nothing else compares to it. It is, you know, the biggest sporting event of the year. Yes. There's also the prestige. Some of that is just bragging rights to say, hey, we made it. We've got a spot in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I didn't, I'm going to do this on the fly here to jump around, but it ties into, and we had this story later in the template mm-hmm. down there at 1115. Oh, you're talking about the Tennessee? Yes. So there, the are, Democrats? there are Democrats in Tennessee who want to replace, Breitbart had the story, who want to replace Columbus Day mm-hmm. as a holiday mm-hmm. with the Monday after the Super Bowl yeah. as a holiday. Okay. So this is a strange story because in Tennessee, it's not like they have the day off for Columbus Day. They don't have the day off. Oh. And they're wanting to have the day off for the Super Bowl. Mo- it, it's like it, it doesn't do anything other than try to get rid of Columbus Day. Yeah, so you hit the nail on the head. They want to get rid of Columbus Day. So think about this. Here's how we have devolved in society. That we are now saying we want to get rid of honoring one of the most courageous people whether whatever you think about columbus what he did was absolutely incredible okay we would not be here today if it were not for christopher columbus and there are many people who have many issues with certain areas of christopher columbus's life and his voyages and etc i understand that but we would not be here today what christopher columbus did is one of the most heroic greatest acts, whether it was accidental or whatever, the fact that he made it, the fact that he made it to the Americas in the time in which he sailed is one of the greatest uh, acts, most courageous acts in human history. The fact that he was able to sail to the Americas by choice, by accident, by whatever. And we're going to replace that Mm -hmm. with a, a holiday mm-hmm. that means absolutely nothing other than we recognize a bunch of people get dr- get 
wasted <laughs> and are staying up late to watch a football game so they shouldn't come into work. That's right. where we're at now. Gee, no wonder we're failing as a society. Yeah, there's this guy who discovered the new world or there's this group of people who partied too much last night and just don't want to work the next day. You know what this is like? This is very much like saying, boy, my neighbor has a Tesla and I would like a pickup truck instead. So I'm going to take that Tesla and trade it in for the pickup truck. Well, you don't own the Tesla to begin with. It's not even yours to trade. Yeah. So that's what's going on in Tennessee. I mean, the bill that they're proposing, it just essentially, it changes nothing except adding language, officially rejecting the existence of a legitimate holiday. Yeah. That's what it's doing. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back... You want to get to a couple voicemails uh, and this poll about Biden? Yes, this poll about Biden is super-duper interesting, and um, Corinne Jean-Pierre says he's running again, so... Okay, that's on the way from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The fact that me. Good morning. It is 18 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Okay, so trending this hour, Shania Twain. If you didn't watch the Grammys, you missed her outfit. It's creating a lot of social media buzz. She wore a black and white outfit with a big oversized hat and a red wig. And it looked a little bit like cow print. Who was this? Shania Twain. Oh, Shania Twain. Country artist. A lot of people are saying that after seeing pictures of her, uh-huh. they were hungry for Chick-fil-A. Who cares what these people <laughs> wear? Like, who is a person who goes, oh, did you see what Taylor Swift wore? I better go get that dress. You know why you don't say that? Because you can't afford that dress. Because mm-hmm. you know who's the only person who can afford that dress? Taylor Swift. Who wears the crap that these people wear at these award shows? Well, and isn't that the point of wearing outrageous outfits is they want people talking about them? For looking like a lunatic? Well, I mean, they're getting attention, Did you see what this rich elitist performer wore that is incredibly stupid that no one could afford except for her? I guess if that's what you're going for. A lot of people were commenting that the first lady, Jill Biden, looked like a disco ball at the Grammys because she was there and came out in a... Wait, sparkly dress. Wait, 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 wait. What'd you, you just say? You missed that? What? Jill Biden was at the Grammys? Yes. Was, did she have an album out this year? <laughs> no. Was she, she getting some sort of lifetime achievement award? No, uh, but she was wearing a very shiny dress that looked kind of mirrored, and people said she looked like a disco ball. Why would Jill Biden be at the Grammys? What possible re- What in the hell does that woman have to do with music? Maybe she sings in the shower. Oh. Also, Hard to believe nobody's watching the Grammys anymore. Yeah. Uh, also trending this hour is an 18-year-old woman from Canada. She made history by winning $48 million after she purchased a lottery ticket for the first time. How much? $48 million. Did anybody win the Powerball last night? I didn't check on that. Let me check here. Powerball, Powerball, Powerball. I didn't play, so uh, I hope uh, not. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yes! Somebody won! Somebody in Washington. $747 million. Wow. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Man. Yeah. Can you imagine what it would be like, Casey, as you're looking at those numbers? 
Now, when you because you play the lottery every so often, right? Yeah, my wife will play the lottery every so often, and she forgets for like three weeks she has the ticket in her purse. Mm-hmm. And I will ask her, "Did you buy a lottery ticket? Yes. Have you looked at it? No." Mm-hmm. And then I just pull it out and look at it very quickly. But when you play the lottery, do you watch in real time? Like, do you look at the numbers? No, no, I'll look at it the next okay. day. I mean, because you, you, but regardless, mm-hmm. whether you're looking as the numbers are being read or you are looking at them on a website somewhere, can you imagine lining those up mm-hmm. and you get one right? Mm-hmm. How many, how many is the Powerball? How many numbers are in the Powerball? What is it? I mean, five. Is it, is well, it five? The Powerball. Oh, you got you to get five. Is that five right? You got to get five and then the Powerball. Yeah. Is that how it works? No, so know. you get one right. <laughs> you go to the next one. You get that one right. You go to the third one. You get that one right. You go to the fourth one. You get that one right. You go to the fifth one. You get that one right. And then you get the Powerball number two. I mean, the euphoric feeling of knowing you have won Mm -hmm. and how many times you would have to double check it and triple check it and quadruple check it. And then the most important thing, what do you do with the ticket until you get it where it needs to go? Mm -hmm. Because you have a piece of paper that is worth $747 million. Put it in the safe right after you uh, change your pants. Because seriously, wouldn't wouldn't you pee a little? I mean, I think I would tinkle. <laughs> you would go to the bathroom in your pants. Is that the first thing you would do? I would do? be so excited, like after you know your heartbeat would go be going so much. And <sighs> I love that the first thing Casey would do was would be pee her pants. <laughs> I, think, I think I would. What would you do if you won seven hundred and fifty million dollars? Well, you wouldn't be so excited that you might have a bit of an accident. Well, you would have to. T- you would have like to. You lose your faculty. No, uh. no. Nah. Because look, Casey, you know we've been through this. Money means nothing to me other than how miserable I could make the people that Other I don't people, like with the yeah, money. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I would begin plotting all the political ads I would run against Holcomb and Todd Young. Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't make you excited? Yeah. And then just for fun, uh, because he's made me very mad, I might run ads against Jim Banks now, even though I'm not running for anything. I might mm-hmm. just run uh, Kevin McCarthy ads against Jim Banks. Abdul would come knocking on your door <laughs> real quick, wouldn't he? You have some more for my campaign? Here, Abdul, here's $700 <laughs> if you'll shovel my driveway. <laughs> Well, this woman in Canada, she was the uh, country's youngest winner of the lottery, and she bought it because her grandpa, she had just turned 18, and her grandpa said, hey, you should go buy a lottery ticket. So she did, and she ended up winning $48 million. Yes. Did you have something? Oh, I was going to say that uh, if you won, you could probably afford to book more studio time so you could record. <laughs> this uh, is the other thing I would do songs. is I would I would help Uno Gold. <laughs> I would help get Uno Gold mm-hmm. uh, exposure to that, which you yeah. have a con- you have a show coming up and you haven't told anyone. Oh, I've told people on social media. Yeah. What about <laughs> this show, Kevin? I mean, I'm I'm promoting on uh, Instagram, uno.gold. He doesn't want to say. If you're interested, you, you can go this? there. Do you see this? He's totally <laughs> avoiding it. Uno.gold on Instagram if you'd like to go know about Kevin's band that he won't tell anybody about. But he'll hand out stickers in the men's room. Right, exactly. Yeah. Finally trending this morning, Senate Bill 77. This is happening here in Indiana. It has passed uh, the Senate. It's going to go to the House. And if it does, it will make throwing ninja stars legal in Indiana. Oh, so we've got a bill that would legalize ninja stars. Mm-hmm. How are we doing on the property taxes, Casey? <laughs> how are we, how are we doing on the prop, any uh, property taxes? Have you heard from Jim Lucas? Does uh, he have no, a plan? No, he's not. He's not uh, okay. accosted me on uh, social media uh, with a bevy of uh, incessant posts. That is weird, right? The Jim Lucas thing, for those of you who don't know, Jim Lucas is a state rep from Seymour, and I know you can get us in Seymour, so if you're a person who's voted for Jim Lucas, call our hotline, 317-684-8444 and explain yourself. Uh, I would love to know where you suffering from some sort of, did you hit your head? Was there an amnesia, an act of amnesia? Anyway, like multiple Sundays now. Sunday, Casey. Mm-hmm. I know. 
uh, he has decided to bombard me with posts on social media, and now he is, uh, speaking of peeing your pants, he is like peeing his pants over this Jeff Thompson bill on property taxes, which will give you like $100 back of the, many people are paying three, four, five, six hundred dollars $600 in increased property tax bills, and he is like just elated and going, see, 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 there, there is a plan. But then I asked, because I said, okay, well, if, if, Merely having a hearing on a bill, which is as far as the Jeff Thompson property tax bill is gone, is having a plan, then are you telling me the plan for the Indiana Republican Party is to vote to approve school board, make school board races partisan, because it has also received a hearing and you get the, I didn't say that at all, but these bills are the same, down the same path. And this guy just like, instead of doing actual legislating, actually doing things for constituents spends his Sunday trying to go see, 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 see to the radio guy. That is weird, isn't it? That's a little weird. If you'd so, like to read more about Indiana Senate Bill 77, you can hop over to WIBC.com I think and we should on have, the side piece. I think we should have Jim Lucas undergo a psychiatric exam on the air and see if he passes. <laughs> Jim, you love to come on the radio. Would you be willing to consent to a psychiatric exam on the radio show. I think that would be phenomenal for our audience. What do you think, Casey? You first, Rob. You <laughs> first. <laughs> Speaking of plans, President Biden says that he plans to seek re-election in 24, but uh, according to a new poll by the Associated Press, just 37% of Democrats, Democrats say they want him to run. His own party doesn't want him. Yeah, that, and you hit the nail on the head, right? Even the people in his own party mm-hmm. don't want him to run, which is gets really interesting, as we talked about yesterday, that basically the next two months is going to tell us everything. Because if indeed he is going to run, that campaign will have to be in full operation mode by probably mid-April. So he's basically got two months to either figure out how he's going to gracefully bow out. Now, I don't think he's going to resign the presidency, but if indeed he doesn't run for re-election, what excuse he's going to come up with that? Or otherwise, he's in go mode and is probably going to be their nominee for president. A lot of people believe that uh, he's too old. He's a liability. He's People are going to be focusing on his coughing, his gait, his gaffes, and well, that's just him personally. Let's not even talk about some of the things that he's, you know, he's done. Spy balloon. Hello, spy balloon. He's got a lot of questions that he's going to have to answer. And Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday did say, she was asked, that indeed he is running again. What 2024 is going to look like or any underlying uh, components of that, the president has been very clear he intends to run. Okay. There you go. So a new Fox poll said that 80% of Americans say the economy is in poor condition. And tonight, you've got the State of the Union address, and he's going to stand up in front of everybody and say how the economy is strong. Do you disagree with that? Yeah. Uh, The average American household lost about $7,500 since he has taken office. You would probably got uh, a lot of good things that you could do with $7,500. All right. uh, We've got a big guest coming up at the end of the show today. Mm -hmm. But when we come back, you want to do some voicemails? Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 11.33, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC 317-684-8444. That is our phone number for your voicemails. We do appreciate your contribution to the show, like hearing from you. Yeah, let's get right into it. we got a big guest coming up, so not a lot of time on voicemails, but several calls about the balloon. Let them go, Kevin. 
Hey, Rob, Case, oh, and nope, Kevin. Rob, that's not that's not about the balloon. That sounded like Gert. Sorry, sorry about that. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Good morning, Kevin, Casey. Y'all really missed a big point over that balloon fiasco. Number one, you know, the, the swamp knows so little about flyover country that if they'd have shot the balloon down over Wyoming, they'd have had a better chance of it landing on a cow than a person. Mm-hmm. You have a good day. You know, and here's another thing that uh, I've been thinking about. They shot it down over the water. You ever drop a piece of technology into water? What happens to it? It doesn't work anymore. Right? Uh, yeah, that seems about right. So there might have been a better chance to know what was going on in there if it were over dry land. Yeah. All Just right. Something to consider. Uh, another uh, another call about the balloon. It's a spy balloon drama. It's getting out of hand, in my opinion. Um, I blame NORAD for not, you know, seeing it, you know, up there where they're located. You know, but Biden, every everything he does is backed up by a lie. And now they're saying that, um, oh, there was three spy balloons on Trump's watch, but only two on ours. Who's going to believe that? And we know the Democrats well enough that if they had any dirt, whether Trump did this or Trump did that, and no dirt, they make up stories. How did this get swept under the rug? It's nothing more than another lie. To make Trump look bad and Biden look like God, which he's not. He's an ignorant idiot. We all know that. And I'm not a college-educated man. So you guys have a great day. Okay, so uh, General Van Herc, who is the commander of NARAD, was asked about that, other balloons, and being able to see it. And he said, I will tell you that we did not detect those threats, and that's a domain awareness gap that we have to figure out. Um. Yeah, uh, it, it's the what's going to happen with this balloon is fascinating. All right, I want to get one more call real quick. It's Gert uh, calling. It's our girl Gert. She's calling with with uh, something new. Hey, Rob, Casey, and Kevin. Guess who? Well, you know. Anyway, I have a few comments to make about Biden and his big speech tomorrow night. For anybody that has a problem with sleeping. Just turn on his speech. That'll put you right out like it does him. (laughs) I suppose he'll have a big, long nap earlier (laughs) in the day. The second part, over the weekend, and basically Casey just said it, he's supposed to be glowingly reporting on... uh, his accomplishments of, since he's been in the presidency. Well, that ought to take about three minutes. <laughs> and then what else is he going to blubber about? I'll sort of watch, but probably not. I'll wait till Wednesday and hear what you guys have to say. I do love your show. Bye, guys. Love, Gert. Get out the milk and cookies and watch Biden tonight. All right, when we come back, our friend, Farmer Ryan Schleeman, will be with us. We're going to get an update on how farming's going in the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff going on with our farmers. Yep, plus we're going to get down to the truth about eggs. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The I'm Rob. Casey's here. And Casey, did you know farming's kind of a big deal in Indiana? I've heard something about that, Rob, yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> full disclosure, I know very little about uh, about farming. Uh, do you know anything about farming? I know a little bit about farming because Grandma and Grandpa Harcharn owned a big farm in Ohio when I was young. I didn't actually work on the farm. I played on the farm yeah, a lot. Yeah, that doesn't constitute knowing about farming. <laughs> like, if, you, if I were to drop you onto a farm, a mm-hmm. random-ass farm right now, mm-hmm. would you know what to do? N- no, I well, I would know how to play and have fun <laughs> with my cousins and run around and enjoy the fresh air and the wide open space. Well, so I know I like to eat and I know the overwhelming amount of food that I consume originates in some shape, form or fashion from a local farm. But I am the last person to be considered a farming expert. But luckily, Casey, mm-hmm. as you know, on this show, our one of our favorite sayings is we've got a guy. We got a guy. And when it comes to farming, we do have a guy. His name is Farmer Ryan Schleeman, owner of a fabulous family farm up in Wolcott, Indiana. Also uh, owner of FreedomFoodsIndiana.com which sponsors the State House Happening Show, which we do every Sunday here on WIBC. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing fine, Rob. How are you? And pleasure to meet you, Casey. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Alright, so tell us about where we're at with farming right now, because food seems really expensive. Mm. And we were talking about before we went on the air, a lot of this is because of the family farmers having to uh, pass the cost of food on to, or the stuff that it takes to ma- you know grow food, et cetera, onto the consumer. Tell us about it. Well, I do the. I, I guess I have the lifetime dream of playing on the farm every single day. So. <laughs> So, well, the reason why our food is getting more expensive is our cost of production on a lot of things have almost doubled. Uh, just like just like everyone's experiencing with inflation, we're just handling so much more cash. I don't know if we're in some sort of financial crisis right now, but I kind of think maybe the American farmer might be heading toward one similar to what we experienced in the 80s after coming out of the Carter administration. Uh, I see a lot of similarities between you know, looking that history up and what we're seeing with the Biden administration today it does make me nervous there. You said production costs. Are you talking about the feed and things feed, like that? Feed, fertilizer, diesel fuel, tires, mm. But oil. why? Do they tell you why? Like, you have to buy all this stuff, Ryan. Do uh-huh. they tell you why it's more expensive? Like, fertilizer. What reason is there for fertilizer to be so much more expensive than, say, two years ago? Well, here in the wonderful country that I love so much, we don't <laughs> produce anything here, so we get it from, like, say, Ukraine. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah. No, we get fertilizer from Ukraine? We get fertilizer from Ukraine. A lot of our feed ingredients for uh, poultry and swine, even beef cattle, come from China. Mm. What? Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that I thought China was bad. China. Well, China is bad, and we have experienced problems because we get it from them. Should I be concerned that we buy stuff that we put into our bodies from China? Like no, it's one thing. Well, if, if Casey wants to have her TikTok, that's fine because that doesn't <laughs> harm me. But I should we be alarmed that we are consuming massive amounts of stuff that goes into our bodies? It's from China. No, and you're really not. It's going into the animal first, Rob. So that's cleaning it up. But what you can be concerned about is, so like, uh, I think it was six years ago, we came down with this disease in the swine industry, which was called PED. And it was very deadly to baby pigs, where we lost, a lot of farmers were losing maybe like 30 to 40% of their baby pigs right after birth. Those pigs never made it to market. Mm. That bacon was never there. So 
you, they, we could have a food shortage just in something like that. You're not worried about the feed that's going into the chickens? No. Well, and our chickens are uh, cage-free. Mm-hmm. They are. I've always heard that. What does that mean to be a cage-free chicken? Okay, to be honest with the public, everybody, it just means the chicken can roam around wherever it wants to, and it goes into its box and it lays its eggs. It's, it's. I, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's a little over the top sometimes. Have you had any problems with your chickens laying eggs? Well, we had avian, so we had to depop, and now we're repopping, depopulate, mm-hmm. repopulate mm-hmm. because of the avian flu. But. And is that like a, just a wasted investment? Like the chicken just goes, and you get nothing for it? Oh yeah, and you don't want that. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, no. that's a wasted investment. So why are eggs? Is the feed? Is the stuff? Is that why eggs are ninety three dollars? Because look, Casey yep. buys eggs by the truckload because <laughs> she's very wealthy. But we're trying to figure out why the eggs are so expensive. Yeah, the eggs are expensive because of the feed cost. Uh, well, supply and demand because mm-hmm. of the avian flu that really hit Indiana hard, and we are a large egg producer. Um, and transportation costs. I mean, all of us buy gas, right? And and we buy a lot of diesel fuel a lot of diesel fuel and that's even more expensive than what we put in our cars exactly yeah Yeah. so okay side side question about the eggs because this is a debate conversation that we've had on the air and we don't know because we're not the experts so you're here so answer uh jumbo egg large egg brown egg blue egg (laughs) what's the deal is there a difference yeah there's a difference all those things exist uh like those colored eggs like those blue and green or whatever Mm -hmm. you don't we don't grow them because the production of the hen is so low Maybe you get like a 20% production out of her. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. So it's just kind of like a, I don't know, ornamental thing. Like ah, people think it's pretty. So they have two or three of these chickens. But it doesn't have a silkier taste no, or anything. No, there's nothing it's different just, about because it. Because the shell is a different color and it looks pretty. It's it, Yeah, exactly. It's just mm. the breed of the hen. Okay, what about brown? Okay, brown, Um, they might tend to have a little bit of darker yolk. Yeah. Which I don't know if there's any. Now, you may have to ask a scientist. I'm not one of those. Okay. But I don't think there's anything in that darker yolk that is more healthy for you. But in my mind, though, mm-hmm. Casey, yeah. I like the brown eggs. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Schleeman is our guest, by the way, a family farmer up in Wolcott, Indiana, owner of FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Casey, go ahead. I've got one more egg question because you're <laughs> sure, here. Sure, go ahead. I mean, seriously, inquiring minds. A farming expert, and it's just egg, 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 <laughs> well, egg. Well, it is in the news, so let's <laughs> get to it. It's big in the news. Okay, so there's jumbo eggs, and there's large eggs, and there's probably medium and small eggs. Is it like a, a big fat hen that's laying the jumbo eggs? No. Or do you train them? Ch- Lay a bigger egg! Like, Chickens are... They're, they're temperamental uh-huh. because uh, weather, feed, okay. all kinds of things go into this size of the egg. The same hen can lay a small egg, medium, whatever, and she might she might lay jumbos, which you want because you can get more for them mm-hmm. for, I don't know, four weeks, and then all of a sudden she'll just stop laying for two. So it's moody chickens. Yeah, it's moody so, chickens. So uh, um, a happy chicken lays the jumbo egg? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I, I've gotten so much out of this conversation. Uh, so uh, any in the any time in the foreseeable future, Ryan, that we're going to see food get back to an affordable level. I mean, is this even in the cards, or are you or are we just stuck with this for a while? No, I think we're stuck with this for a very long time. Very long time. Yes, a very long time. Because all of the animals that you have now, they're small, and you have to raise them up to adults before they can go to market? Yeah, because the older ones are going to do exactly what we do. We call it column. Mm -hmm. So that means they're gone. 
they go, go to a slaughter plant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they're going away. Mm-hmm. So to get your to get everything built back up to where it should be, it's going to take a long so time. So this is a supply and demand issue, right? I mean, this is a Pete Buttigieg thing. The, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, the, the, this is a supply chain issue thing, why the price of everything has gone up so high. Yeah, supply chain, uh, inflation, su- supply chain, really. And, and transportation. Transportation's horrible. Uh, Ryan Schleeman, our guest, uh, family farmer in Wolcott. Uh, you can find him over at freedomfoodsindiana.com. Uh, okay, so let's talk about labor because you were mm-hmm. telling me that you are having and other farmers are having major issues as it relates to labor in this country. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Okay, so our, our farm is a little bit different than a lot of other farms where we're so diversified. So we need a lot of help. And sometimes we do go to Mexico for that help. Now, I have found... When you uh, say you go to Mexico, yeah. what's that mean? Well... You don't physically go no, to Mexico, No, we don't do physically you? go to Mexico, but we recruit people out of Mexico. Yeah. You're talking and, Mexico, Indiana? Yeah, right. I've been past there. Yeah. Me- yeah no, right no. On, right on 31. I don't want anybody out of there. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you look for legal yep. labor yeah. out of from other countries. Is that because you can't find people here to do the work? We, we cannot find people here to do the work. Even, like, back when I was in high school a long time ago, mm-hmm. we used to, you know, us boys would, like, get, give us a part-time job. We'll do whatever you want. That's not the case anymore. And you hustle the corn and yeah, tear whatever. up your hands yep. as they yep. detassel the corn. and Bale hay, to... wash combines, yeah. yeah. And people just, they're not no. willing to do it now. So, no. what's, so what's it, I mean, we have a government that lets people flood illegally across the border without any check and balance whatsoever, but they're making it hard for legal workers yes. to come and stay in the country? Yep. So we have two, they're brothers actually. Uh, one came, uh, I think it was five or six years ago. A terrific person. Wonderful background, educated in economics in Mexico, came here uh, on a tourist visa, found us, hung out with us for a summer, absolutely loved what we do, mm-hmm. wanted to stay. He went back to Mexico. We applied for a visa to get him here. No problem. He was able to come for a period of time. He had to go back for three months. We already knew that was going to happen. When he got back to Mexico, we reapplied with a different type of a visa that he could work for us, making more using his degree. Uh, to help me manage, and that went through. Now it's time to reapply. They don't want to do it. Hmm. And they give a reason. I mean, is there? Does the government communicate with you and say no because? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no because. Let's see. How does Rob do this? We have. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, You're doing great. You're doing it. Yeah, it's a real art to be able to scream away from the microphone, yeah. Ryan. Uh, because we have too many open jobs. So they're saying that they want Americans to try to fill these jobs, but the argument is, well, Americans aren't filling the jobs. So then the argument back to you is, yeah, but we want Americans to fill the jobs. Yeah, exactly. Well, Isn't that's... that stupid? <laughs> Did I do that right? I, perfect. You, yeah, you very well. It. Very well. Yeah, you you might strain something, so be very careful when you do that. Casey, that's the most American government thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. Like we let all these people flood illegally across the border. We don't check them. We don't have any idea who they are, where they're going. Then you have people who want to legally work here. They understand it's a temporary thing. They understand the process of that, and then we make it impossible for them to do that. Well, and somebody who even has a sponsor, yeah, and a position waiting, yeah, and a caliber of person. He mm-hmm. is. He is the. T- he is the man that we want to have come to the United States. Him and his brother, they're, I trust them with my children. Mm-hmm. I can go out and hire 20 illegal people by the end of the week and without problem. I can get 20 of them. But the you don't want to do that. You're being no. punished for trying to do things the right way. I don't want to do it because I don't know them. I don't know their background. I don't know, you know, what they're, I don't know what's in their head. I know it's inside. 
uh, Eduardo's head. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's just terrible. Hey, before we let you go, we got to say thank you for uh, all the uh, Freedom Food Indiana FreedomFoodsIndiana.com food that you uh, uh, brought us. Ryan brings bags of food. No, it looks when fantastic. he comes in, and uh, it is like, what did you bring? Tell everybody what you brought. Oh, good grief! I just walked in. Okay, so that's all prepared by the Homestead, which you can order and get down here in Indianapolis through Market Wagon. Uh, the Homestead is a is another family owned business that they use ingredients from from farmers and uh, well and they get them other places too because it's a big deal but uh they do all that baking in-house there's all kinds of casseroles i brought you guys some mm-hmm. homemade soups and it's all real good and pulled pork in there pulled, yeah smoke casey pulled pork. There, wait f- there's soup in there yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna fight it out when we get off the air i know food. ryan and the thing i love before i let you go ryan brought me an imitation uh, a, a little tractor mm-hmm. for my office because you know i collect trinkets back mm-hmm. on my desk from all of our <laughs> listeners over the years hoarding ryan brought me you can call whatever you want casey i call it loving our listeners ryan brought me a tractor which is a model of the one you have correct yep and you said that thing drives itself now oh yeah all of our main tractors do or was it like gps gps yep fantastic it helps us be more efficient Mm -hmm. you were saying your nine-year-old son can do it oh yeah he has done it that's amazing Mm -hmm. what's a tractor run now like is it more expensive than my uh little nissan without power windows or uh, locks so what uh, what's there's a lot of things more expensive than that rob (laughs) 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 now that particular tractor you could be all close to seven hundred thousand dollars before you get all the options or after you get all the options put oh yeah where do you go to repair them yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, to no, the same place we got. Track, trackers so, are us. Yeah, no, we do a lot of our own repairs. Farmers are very skilled in almost everything, mm-hmm. masters of none. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, and then more technical stuff, we do rely on our dealers to help us with that. Yeah, and I love How that. big's your farm? A uh, little over four thousand acres. Is that big or is that small? Oh, I would say that's about average. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to. We could be like uh, you know, like our own Yellowstone, Casey. We could go get uh, build ha- cabins out on. Uh, Ryan's a farm. Let's do it. You have to watch out for the windmills. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. (laughs) Farmer Ryan Schleeman, family farmer, our residential farming expert. Find him over at freedomfoodsindiana.com. Thank you for everything, man. You are the best. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Casey. And that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We'll see you back here tomorrow.